Ben Simmons has told the Philadelphia 76ers he wants out. And like we've talked about here on the Locked On Kings podcast before, the Kings, in my opinion, and in the opinion of my guest today, James Ham, are in the best position to offer the best package this offseason. Pressure's on Philly. The Kings are in a good spot. We'll talk about it on today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast. <laughs> You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time, time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento media member, Sacramento Kings media member for the last seven years, formerly in radio, now in television. And this will be my eighth season covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. Uh, And not too long ago, I had James Hamm here on Locked on Kings, and we talked about how we believe that Ben Simmons to Sacramento was a real possibility. We believe that the Kings were in a position to offer the best package that Philadelphia could reasonably hope for this offseason. Well, now... Things have changed even more in the Kings' favor, in my opinion, as it came out uh, earlier today, an article uh, written by Keith Pompey from Philadelphia, uh, that Ben Simmons has essentially told the 76ers to kick rocks. He's told them, I don't want to be a part of the team anymore. I'm not going to report to training camp. Trade me. I want out. Now, this article also said that he wanted to go to uh, one of the three or one of three California teams. Of course, there are four California teams, with the Kings likely being the fourth, but that doesn't matter. I'll explain why as James Ham and I uh, will discuss in great detail where the Kings stand on this situation, what's weird, what works in the Kings' favor, and what doesn't. The possibility of the Kings trading Tyrese Halliburton or Davion Mitchell in this deal. I shared with you on my last podcast that I feel that the Kings are in a really good position to where they could potentially pull off a Ben Simmons trade and not include any of their young three guards in Fox, Mitchell, and Halliburton. And I wanted to get James Ham opinion on that as well. And spoiler alert, he agrees with me, but he explains why uh, in much greater detail. Really, the uh, the key in this trade is future Kings draft picks and the value that they hold. So I'm going to get out of the way. It's time for my conversation with James Ham. By the end of this, I think you're going to be feeling as optimistic as I am that Ben Simmons in a Kings jersey not only could be a possibility, it may even at this point be a probability. Now, suddenly, the possibility of Ben Simmons being traded, maybe even to Sacramento, seems very, very real. So I had to have James back here on the Lockdown Kings podcast to talk about what's next. And we're really going to look at uh, the idea of untouchables with the Sacramento Kings roster and which players should Monty McNair be interested in moving? Which players should he be more reserved and and not want to move on from? We're going to try and uh, cover as much as we can. But James, man, this is just the offseason, right? And this is what Monty McNair talked about when he took the job, wanting the Kings to be in a position with their assets to be able to make a move when a player like Simmons becomes available because it always seems to happen. And here we are. Well, first and foremost, Matt, congrats on the the little baby. I'm super happy for you and the wife. Um, So congrats there. 
Um, when it comes to this whole entire buildup to to this offseason, you know, McNair has been very clear. He's been very clear on the record. He's been very clear off the record, behind the scenes, quiet conversations. He wants to hit a home run. And this is what you call a home run swing right here. Uh, like if Ben Simmons is going to be available, you're going to have to throw just about everything you can as far as assets to try to bring him in. Uh, he's a guy who's at, at just turned 25 years old. He's already a three-time all-star. He's already a two-time first all-NBA uh, defender. Um, he's a guy who could have won defensive player of the year. Um, he's 6'10 and can play the one, two, three, four, or five. Uh, he might be one of the most versatile players in the NBA. And to me, He's a player that makes a ton of sense for the Sacramento Kings. He doesn't shoot the three ball well, which is going to always be an issue when you have guys like Rashawn Holmes and De'Aaron Fox already in your starting five. But I, I think a creative coach uh, can figure out ways to use him and to make this whole thing work. So, Matt, like, we're at a point where th this is supposed to be the dog days of summer, but it's not anymore. This is that period in the NBA where – you already got through the draft. You already got through free agency. Most teams have set their rosters up uh, either for the 2021-22 season or for that one big move that's supposed to come to square everything up and sort of rebalance the roster. And to me, this is where the Kings sit. Like, can they get it done? Uh, there are going to be other teams that are involved here. Can you work a three-team trade? Can you, you know, dig in and get the deal done? And, um, I, I think this is something that, that Monty McNair has been waiting for, chomping at the bit, collecting all the data he can, and he's got a little war chest as far as picks and, and everything else, and it's time to make a move. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by Sweatblock. Sweatblock, the antiperspirant wipes that work like an absolute charm, especially during the hot, muggy summer months. Doctor created, doctor recommended they work up to seven days per use. So it takes you a while to go through a box adding to its value. In addition to that, they provide a dry shirt guarantee. So if Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you will get your money back. Uh, this product has been featured and tested on Rachel Ray Show, used by firefighters. It can handle their hot climate. It certainly can handle ours. Uh, it's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. You can see there are over 13,000 reviews uh, that they have, and it's also manufactured in the USA. I use Sweat Block, especially when I go out golfing, and it keeps me dry uh, during this muggy summer that we've had here in Sacramento. So I've tried it. I love it. I use it all the time. My wife uses it as well. And, and the best part is it's super easy to get. You can get it at your local CVS pharmacy. You can get it uh, on Amazon, like I mentioned, or the best way, in my opinion, is to go to sweatblock.com. Use our promo code locked on, all one word, L O C K E D O N, uh, and you'll get 20% off. So take advantage of that offer. Use Sweatblock. You won't be disappointed. Locked on Kings is also brought to you by Indeed.com. General managers ask questions to find the right players. Like, for example, do they have ice in their veins? How reliable are they? Are they clutch? When you're hiring, you can use Indeed assessments to help make sure you find candidates with the skills that you need. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. You just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, including the interview 
interviewing. With Indeed assessments, you can choose from 135 skill tests to help make sure you're finding applicants from the people or applications rather from the people who have the skills that you need. And according to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a $75 job credit uh, to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. That's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Let's talk about leverage a little bit because certainly from the Sacramento perspective, it seems like the Kings have been leveraged in a lot of situations, whether it was trades that Vladi Divac made a number of years ago. You could talk about earlier this offseason, the Lakers may be leveraging the Kings in order to get the package that they wanted getting Russell Westbrook from the mm-hmm. Washington Wizards. So now the Kings are potentially in a position where they could actually be the ones using the leverage with the Philadelphia 76ers. Kind of a two-part question here. One, do you think it was or it has been a smart play by Monty? and the Kings, whether he intended to make it or not, to kind of bide his time for information like this to come out that does, whether you like it or not, decrease Ben Simmons' value. When a player wants out that bad, says he's not going to report, suddenly the desperation is on Philly, not the Kings, uh, to acquire him. So that's part one of the question. And part two is how much leverage do you think the Kings actually have in this situation? Yeah, Matt, it's a really strange situation because, look, at the end of the playoffs when the Philadelphia 76ers just burned out of the sky and, and fell to earth like in a like embarrassing clump. All fingers pointed at Ben Simmons. I mean, he couldn't hit his free throws. He passed up a wide open dunk that would have, you know, kept the team in the game and, and they ended up losing. Mm. Um, all fingers were pointing at Ben Simmons. You get to post game, uh, Joel Embiid points fingers at Simmons. Mm. Doc Rivers can't answer whether or not he can fix Ben Simmons. Danny Green goes on the record throwing Ben Simmons under the bus. And even, you know, today we see Howard Beck had a conversation with Danny Green and he's still, you know, he's saying, yeah, we want him back. We want him back. But they've exchanged texts on each other's birthdays and that's it that, you know, they haven't had the phone conversation. They haven't. And that is their leader. They haven't had that, that coming in and and fixing things type, you know, moment. So Philadelphia has run around for the last couple of months acting like, you know, they've got Michael Jordan and asking for everything under the the sun. You know, you hear this, they want the James Harden type return that, that the Rockets got. And they have to come to the reality, number one, he's not nearly as good as James Harden. And number two, you tried to trade him for James Harden and they, they chose a different package mm. that they thought was better than the package you offered. So he isn't in James Harden world. He's not that good. He's a really good player. He's not a great player yet. And he he has some, some major issues in, in his game. So as far as leverage, look, we've heard everything from, you know, the that they wanted um, one of the young guards. I think they wanted DeJounte Murray from the, the Spurs. Plus they wanted three first round picks um, and then pick swaps, four pick swaps. So in the NBA, you know, in case people don't know, you can't trade back-to-back picks. That's called Stepien rule. Um, but also you can only trade out up to seven years. So Vlade Divac couldn't trade the 2050 first-round pick of the Sacramento <laughs> Kings when he was a GM. You can only go seven years out. So that means they were asking for basically the Spurs 2021, 23, 25 first-round picks and then pick swaps in between every year. They wanted all of the, they want to control of the Spurs, 
entire draft for seven years. And that's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to happen in Sacramento. Now it, it could happen where the Kings give up three first round picks. Um, but that's going to come in like in a long negotiation if it gets that far. And uh, you know, when we get this late in the off season, I think it kind of brings you to a certain point when you talk about leverage, Matt, like there are some teams that are done that they're like, this is who we're rolling with. Right. And one of those teams is the Portland trailblazers. They have done everything in their power. Well, not really, but they will tell you they've done everything in their power to make Damian Lillard happy. Right. And, and to bring in a team around him that will compete to this point, Damian Lillard has continued to say that he is going to stay in Portland. That's the big deal that everyone's been waiting for Portland you know, whether, and here's the thing I'll, I'll tell you, Matt, Philadelphia keeps leveraging this idea that they could trade Ben Simmons for Damian Lillard. And no one in Portland has ever said that, yeah, if, if Damian Lillard says he wants out, we're just going to trade it for Ben Simmons. They're going to do the same exact thing that every other team in the league will do. And that is take the best offer. And so I'm going to tell them right now, the best offer is not to trade Damian Lillard for, uh, straight up for Ben Simmons, they can go get a better trade out there. Team like Golden State, Damian Lillard would love to play in his hometown of Oakland. He would love to play right there. And you're telling me that a Ben Simmons trade is is better than you know them throwing all of their you know Weissman or uh, well just throw them all. You can throw a Moody Weissman. Uh, Kaminga. Kaminga, yeah, you know, like, and then how about two or three firsts? Mm -hmm. Like, let's just stock up. Like, so if Portland is losing Damian Lillard, they're gonna, that's it. That's it for them. Like they're taking a tremendous step backwards. They know that. And if they don't know that, then I, I don't know who's running the, the program up there. I mean, it's the same guy that put together a broken roster that didn't work last year and then fired his coach because his roster didn't work. And wants to point fingers, but at the same time, like, look, I think we're at a point where the Kings are in a good position. There are a lot of teams out there that would like to have Ben Simmons, but are there enough teams out there that are tripping over themselves to go get Ben Simmons? And like what we talked about with the Portland deal, the reason, like the Warriors are going to be mentioned in a Ben Simmons contract, you know, trade as well. And the Warriors could offer up that same package for Lillard uh, that they could have offer that for Simmons. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's not what Philadelphia is looking for. Philadelphia was the number one seed in the Eastern conference and they got busted in the, in the playoffs. So what they're looking for is a player that will help them now and multiple assets in case they need to go out and make a secondary trade. So again, leverage is an interesting thing. They had a ton of leverage, uh, you know, at one point like in during the off season last year, when they were trying to move him uh, or, or they at least offered him up in a hardened deal, but Ben Simmons's value has gone down like tremendously and, and it could even go down more. I mean, look, he's owed $147 million. If he doesn't want to show up to training camp, you don't have to pay him. You're going to be able to find him and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, look, this is a depreciating asset and that's not something that anyone thought would happen. But at this point, like they really are going to have to make some sort of move here. It appears. 
Yeah, and everything you're talking about there, James, is what makes me feel confident in the Kings being in the true position to offer the best that Philadelphia can hope for at this point. Now, if Daryl Morey, and, and he, we know Morey and, and McNair's former relationship with how long they were together in Houston, so I'm sure they've been mm-hmm. on the phone a ton. But if Morey wants to you know, roll the dice and say, Sacramento, what you're offering, we're just not interested in. We're going to take Simmons into the season, call his bluff a little bit, and see if we can get something later on. If he can raise, if he wants to roll that dice, that's great. But in my opinion, not or being disconnected from Philadelphia, if the Sixers are looking to make a move and are still wanting a somewhat high price for Ben Simmons, I don't know if they're going to get better than what Sacramento can realistically offer them. So that's where it goes into, but what would Sacramento realistically offer them, right? And if you were to ask me or tell me a month ago when we uh, were having conversations about Hey, what can the Kings do with the number nine pick? If you were to tell me, hey, the Kings would package Buddy, Bagley, future draft assets, and number nine, which ended up being Davion Mitchell, uh, to Philadelphia for Ben Simmons, I think everybody in Sacramento would have said, absolutely, let's do it. Now that there's a name attached to that number nine pick in Davion Mitchell, and he led the Kings to a summer league championship, which is important to us, I guess. Um, suddenly it's like, oh, do we not want to get Davion Mitchell now? I mean, personally, I understand that. I, I get that now that the situation is where it is in Philadelphia. The Kings might be hesitant to move on from one of their, I guess, young three guards in Fox, Halliburton in Mitchell and Mitchell. So I think we can safely get Fox out of the conversation. I think that's been dismissed, right? And, and, and he's not really involved there. But Tyrese Halliburton and Davion Mitchell are the other two. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Philadelphia is asking for Halliburton. So in your mind, with those two names, how willing do you think Monty McNair is to move on from either one of those in a potential Ben Simmons deal? Yeah, I don't think he's willing to move either of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, the conversation early in the offseason was that the Kings went to them with a Buddy Hield-centric trade offer and the counter offer was De'Aaron Fox and the phone call ended. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> right. that, that, that was how it went. So, so look here, here's the, the long, it, like the truth of the NBA is very, very strange, right? When, and I'll just relate it to buying a new car. When everyone knows when you buy a new car, the second the wheels hit the, the road outside of the parking lot after you sign the paperwork, your car just lost 30% value. Yep. Right. It is what it is. I mean, like we can even look at James Weissman right now. James Weissman doesn't even have the value of a Marvin Bagley. Uh, maybe he does, uh, but his value is probably similar to what Marvin Bagley is. He didn't have a good rookie season. He got hurt. Uh, he'll be back, but still the damage has been done. His, his, like his value as a number two pick in the draft is way up here. His value as James Weissman the center going into his second season is here. That it's just the truth. The second that the Warriors drafted number seven and what do they have? Number seven and number 14. They got really good value of both of those picks. Probably the best, uh, like one of the best drafts I've seen in a while. Like they did a really good job. It doesn't matter. Those picks still are worth 70, 80% of what you had. Mm. And that's going to be the same with Davion Mitchell. Like Davion is, he showed up. He was awesome. Everyone loved him. They, he led the team to victory. He was a defensive stalwart. All of these things, right? I'll tell you this. The two, the Sacramento Kings 2022, 24, and 26 draft picks all have more value today than Davion Mitchell has. And, and you can probably even say the same thing about Tyrese Halliburton. That's just the way it goes. The mystique of having a Sacramento Kings first-round pick 
is worth way more than a young player who has played one season in the league or has just barely stepped in and played summer league. It, it's just reality. And so if I'm the Kings and they're saying we want Halliburton, I'm saying, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you an additional first round pick and an additional second round pick. I'm not giving up Halliburton. He's worth more to me than he is to you. He's worth more than to me than he is on the open market. If three years from now he's an all-star, then he's worth what he is. You know, he, you're looking at like the Ben Simmons thing all over again. But my point is that I, I think as of right now, like those draft pick, those draft picks that the Kings have the draft capital, not only do they have all of their own first round picks in the next seven drafts, but they also have additional second round picks in a couple of drafts. Um, you're look, I think they have seven second round picks over the next five drafts. So like, there's a lot of draft capital there for the Kings to, to mull over uh, and see if they can work something out here. In addition to a starting level shooting guard, that's the number two volume three point shooter in the league and a really nice big man in a young big man with potential and Marvin Bagley that has had some injury issues, but still is considered, you know, a pretty impressive young player, even if he isn't, he hasn't been able to stay healthy or Hey, if you want Tristan Thompson instead, you can have that instead. Like there are ways to work this thing out. I believe um, where you don't have to touch Davion or, or Halliburton. And certainly I Fox is just like, for me, he's, He's just not even on the table and right. he won't be on the table. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad cause we're, we're kind of feeling the same way and on the same page there, but let me kind of throw this caveat in or, or almost an ultimatum, right? If, if you're Monty McNair or based off of your understanding of Monty McNair and the, the final, the conversation gets to this crossroads include Davion Mitchell. And we have a deal with the, let's say two firsts and, and buddy and Bagley and, and all that nonsense, but Davion Mitchell has to be involved or it's no deal. Do you walk away if you're uh, if you're Monty there, or do you think the the Kings accept that just because of Simmons' star potential and the win now possibility? Yeah, I'm not giving up. I mean, I, would I give up Davion in a package for Simmons? Yes. Like, I, let's not be foolish. Um, whether you know Simmons has some warts or not, he's still a 25 year old who's under contract for four seasons. Although mm-hmm. it's a lot of money, four seasons under contract. And he's a three-time All-Star and one of the best defensive players in the in the game. Um, so yes, I I would, but you're not going to give up all of that and an additional two first-round picks. I, I just don't see that as like you're going to trade value. Like there is some sort of idea out there of what each of these players' value is. And like, look, I, I think that there could be a three-team deal. I think there could be a four-team deal that all makes sense where a guy like Simmons lands in Sacramento and certain players go different ways. Um, but for right now, I mean, I think the the trade should be centered on the package of, uh, of buddy and Bagley and draft capital. Locked on Kings is brought to you by our friends over at rock auto rock auto is the, uh, I call it the Amazon of auto parts stores. It is the best place to go. Even if you like me have no idea anything about cars, car parts, or whatever. RockAuto.com not only makes it easy to understand, they also help you save a boatload of money, like spending 30, 50, or even 100% less than what you would spend if you went to your local auto parts store and just 
ordered whatever they happen to carry at their fixed price point. They don't give you a variety like rockauto.com does. And I've used it. Rockauto.com saved me money when I ran over a shredded tire uh, in the or on the highway that completely bent my radiator and damaged my uh, my fuel line. I was able to get the replacement parts that I needed for significantly cheaper uh, thanks to Rock Auto. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. We'll wrap up with this. You brought up Ben being under contract for the next four years, which I think is really important to this conversation as part of that Keith Pompey article. Uh, there's also the uh, the idea that Ben wants to go to uh, three or one of three California teams. Now, of course, there are four California teams, and I think we're all assuming that the Kings are the fourth. They're that odd team out that the three are the Lakers, the Clippers, uh, and the Warriors just for market purposes, although I don't know how in the world. I mean, I don't think the Lakers could ever pull it off. The Warriors, potentially. The Clippers, I have no idea. But the Kings, I think we can all assume are the fourth team there. But am I right in saying that that shouldn't bother or scare anybody in Sacramento? Because one, the 76ers to me aren't going to make a deal that is best for Ben Simmons or what Ben Simmons wants. They're going to make a deal that they can get the best possible value. Like we've talked about, that's probably coming from Sacramento out of the four teams. And then number two is like we talked about, Ben Simmons is under contract for the next four years. So if the Kings acquire him, it's not like he's walking at the end of the season. You have control of him for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and I mean, there's no way for the Lakers to make a trade for him. Right. Like, I mean, unless they're giving up LeBron or AD, that's it. There, there's no other way to do it. Uh, all of the players that they've signed are on, on deals that, uh, you know, there, there's just no way to, to swing the deal. So like, I, I don't know what to like, unless, you know, for some reason, Philadelphia would like Russell Westbrook, which I, I don't think there's any way they're trading Russell Westbrook straight up for Ben Simmons and, and just the salary capital implica- implications on that alone. That's like a negative $30 million in, in luxury tax. I, I just don't see it. So um, look, I don't think the Kings care at all. And you know, that's, that's nice that he wants to play in one of four cities. That's fine. He's going to get paid $147 million no matter what. And for my money, Ben Simmons, smartest move is not, it's just absolutely not to go to any one of those three teams. That to me would be foolish. He's already at the bottom of what his, his value is as a player, his meltdown in the playoffs, his, the team's reaction, Philadelphia fan reaction, his coach's reaction, the way that his 76, like his value is at an an all time low. The last thing you want to do is take a kid who's had his confidence stripped from him and throw him into a Lakers squad or mm-hmm. throw him into a Golden State Warriors squad. I mean, just look at what happened to Kelly Oubre last year in Golden State. And if you want to be that guy and go try your your luck there, you know, fine. But I, you know, I just don't see it. I mean, again, go back to like the Clippers. What do the Clippers have to offer? They're not going to offer up Kawhi. They're not going to offer up, you know, Paul George. So what's next? you know, is there value there? Is there a way to get him somewhere? And the answer is probably not, you know, the golden state warriors could make a run. They could make a play for him. Um, but I mean, I think at that point you're, you're trying to decide what's a better deal, uh, Wiggins and some young players that we, we got to see in summer league, but we really don't know how good they're going to be or, you know, 
basically Buddy Heald, who's a better fit than Wiggins because of his three-point shooting ability, and a stack of first-round picks. And the reason why Philadelphia would want this stack of first-round picks is because the next time someone big comes up and they want to go make a move, mm. now they have the you know the draft capital to go out and make some of the moves that, that they would like to move make after the point using the Sacramento Kings, you know, draft picks as as their potential, you know, stockpile. And again, just keep in mind the Kings have missed playoffs for 15 consecutive seasons, you know, and all of those drafts except for one they drafted in the first round. They they drafted in the lottery. And then one time they didn't draft in the lottery, it was because they had already traded their pick to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um like these are things that are valuable. And even the 76ers, they know how valuable these things are. You know, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they use their the Kings pick to go get something? Like again, like this is this is how it works. Like draft capital is worth a ton, but Philadelphia 76ers or Los Angeles Clippers or Golden State Warriors draft capital is worth very little compared to Sacramento Kings draft capital. It's just, you know, the way the the NBA world works. You know, a team that doesn't make the playoffs, their picks are worth more. And we've talked in the past, James, uh, about how we're both okay with the idea of a swing for the fences type move where Monty McNair is willing and the Kings are willing to mortgage their future. I'm okay. Uh, of course, protections and what the deal looks like. I'm not just going to say oh, I'm okay moving three picks no matter what, but the the idea of trading three first rounders in a deal that could bring Ben Simmons to Sacramento, that doesn't scare me. It might scare other people, uh, but it certainly doesn't scare me with where this organization has been and where they are currently at. Um, last thing I have for you I don't know if you deal in gut feelings or anything like that, but do you have a gut feeling on whether or not Ben Simmons is going to be a King uh, next season or just your read on the situation, how you know the league works? Do you have any feeling either way, or is there still a lot more that needs to be done? You know, Matt, there's always some other team that you're not looking at and that there's always some other team out there that can slide in and make the deal. Um, Like as far as like, do I think he's going to land in Sacramento? I, to be honest, I have no idea. I would love to tell you a definitive answer. I'll just tell you this. Like some people will cringe at the thought of him, whether he fits or not. I think it's crazy. Like this guy's usage rate was below Buddy Heald's last season. His usage rate was just over 20%, which is incredible for a guy who had a assist rate at 31%. His, his assist rate was 1% below De'Aaron Fox's assist rate. Like this is an elite defender. He can defend five positions. Like he instantly makes your roster just intriguing, but more likely a six seed in the Western conference, mm. like in year one. And that's without seeing the, the improvement of a guy like, uh, you know, Tyrese Halliburton or, or De'Aaron Fox, you know, he instantly makes you relevant. And, and that's because he plays defense. He can get out and lead a break. He's a guy who can rebound and fire an outlet pass to your speedy guards. Uh, he, he can't shoot. He, well, it's not that he can't. He does not shoot the three ball, but he's 25 years old. You get him in the right situation. You get him with a guy like Rico Hines and it, guys like Doug Christie, who behind the scenes are going to mentor and love on these guys and make them feel more comfortable and more confident. And then who knows what you got. And again, obscurity for him, I think is like if his agent isn't preaching to go to somewhere like Sacramento right now and rebuild who he is, you're just asking for another meltdown. This is a kid that needs to have the right touch, the right people around him to bring him through uh, a really rough time in, in his career 
but also he's a 25 year old kid. It's a rough time in his life. He's under the microscope. You go to Sacramento, you disappear for two years and you come back as, as a playoff team. Then you're one of the guys that helped deliver. You're one of the guys that helped bring a franchise back and you're looked at completely differently. And Oh, in the meantime, like, look, maybe we, we got you to shoot 30, 32% from three on hundred attempts per season. Maybe we can get you to do that in a setting where he's not just like a little ant being toasted by a magnifying glass the whole time, which is what he, he has been in Philly and what he would be in LA with either one of those teams and what he would be in golden state. If he didn't magically turn around a team that has been bad for two years and is banking all of their hopes on a shooting guard that is coming back from a blown Achilles and a blown ACL. Mm. You know, do you want to be the guy who's going in to any one of those cities trying to be a savior? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, if anything happens with this Ben Simmons situation, rumors come out, reports come out. James Ham will be all over it as always. James, I look forward to having you back on Locked on Kings, hopefully in the near future, to talk about a completed Ben Simmons deal or something else, another wrench thrown in. And sooner or later, I mean, we're going to be in training camp here, and we already know the regular season schedule. It's going to be pretty quick before we, uh, or not too long, until we have Kings basketball back, which is exciting. So thank you, my friend. I look forward to doing it again soon. Thanks for having me, Big Papa. Huge thank you to James for coming back on the Locked On Kings podcast. I look forward to having him on every single time. I know you do as well. And of course, if something happens uh, with a Ben Simmons trade or anything regarding the Sacramento Kings, James will be all over it. We'll have him back on the Locked On Kings podcast for that. But now I want to hear from you, your thoughts on the Kings giving up Tyrese Halliburton or Davion Mitchell in a Ben Simmons trade. Would you do it? Would you not? Uh, Anything that you want to respond to that James and I discussed there, send it to me at Matt George Sack on Twitter. Uh, You can email me mattgeorgesports at gmail.com and also YouTube viewers. I know you're talking a lot about this Ben Simmons trade right now. Get loose in the comments. Let's talk about it. Uh, let's have some fun with this. If you could leave a review for the Locked On Kings podcast, I'd really appreciate that. Uh, best place to do that is on uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Hit five stars. Leave a little blur about what you like about the podcast. It's a great place for constructive criticism as well. If you have any uh, any requests that you have for the podcast or just write a little message of why you would encourage Kings fans or just NBA fans in general to listen to Locked On Kings. I'd really appreciate that. And of course, I'd appreciate you being back with me on the next Locked On Kings episode. Until then, my name is Matt George. Thank you so much for listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.